At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, superpower. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, folks. This is Greg, joined by always Flamethe co-host Joe. Hello. And and this is Super NES Podcast, episode number two hundred four. We are covering a port of an arcade game in, in this episode, uh, Magic Sword, which may or may not be obscure depending upon. Your age and or uh, tendency to hang around in arcades in the nineties, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like the original arcade game uh, that was available. So um, I have I have history with both the arcade game and the Super NES ports, which is why I wanted to cover this game for the podcast eventually. But somebody, a friend of the show, did mention they were interested uh, interested in, in this in, in this game as well because they were a big fan like their arcade game and, and, and actually did not know there was a Super NES port, a port of the game available. So we bumped down the list a list a list, a list a little bit to comment to comment them because we love feedback. Hint hint. So yeah. um, if anybody mentions a game that they want to cover, we'll probably get bumped up on the list sooner rather than later. So yep. uh, there's there's incentive for you folks like out there, but. Um, anyway, uh, did you have any experience at all with like, this game, Joe, either like arcade or Super NES? So, um, this was the first time playing the Super NES version. Um, the arcade, um, because of course I had to play it, um, wondering where this game came from. Um, I think I've touched the arcade at least once before, but um, Actually, while we were preparing for this episode, I bought um, the Capcom Stadium 1 and 2 on the Switch, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. and this game is included in that. Yes, yes. So, um, by the way, the, the deal was crazy. It was $30 for everything for the second uh, stadium, and it was $20 for the first stadium. Like, steal and a half. Um, oh, which so, is what you buy it on? Which is, oh. uh, on the Switch. On the Switch, okay. On the right. eShop, yeah. Yep. So, it was, it was well worth the money. Um but yeah, so you know, I'd played this once before, you know, not in an actual arcade, obviously emulating through MAME. Um, and then I, you know, once I saw it was part of that Capcom collection, I played it again there. So yeah. I would not be surprised if you played this game back in the day because this was a very popular arcade game. Um, it, there was, um, uh, 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 like, so the game was designed by Capcom, uh, who always had a very strong arcade presence for a long time. Right. Um, but. And uh, it's similar to many other games. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But uh, the arcade game came out. In, uh, uh, but the arcade game came out in 1990. Okay, arcades were getting a little bit of a, um, a renaissance. This is before Mortal Kombat Street Fighter had, Two had come out. Mm-hmm. But there were but there were more arcade games coming out in this time period. So arcade games, so arcades were already starting to do a bit better than they had been like in the late 80s. Um, but yeah, this was a very popular arcade game. 
uh, like for a while, and you know, and you'll, it's not really hard to see why, uh, because I always went back and replayed the arcade game again uh, to perfectly pair with the podcast, and it's like, it's a pretty fair arcade game, all things considered, because because of course it is a quarter muncher, like our, um, yeah. you know, like all arcade games are. Right. However, that said, it's more of an easier quarter muncher than many other arcade games of time period, because it's like it is possible, it is possible to learn the game. Um, to get good at it, quote unquote, right. um, and to be able to make your way through it without, um, you know, you know, um, you know, probably like I'm like one row of quarters of less. So, yeah. um, it definitely, uh, it definitely is a game that you know that that, that definitely is more 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 accessible uh, to somebody like an arcade. The hindsight that the hindsight that the hindsight of that like it does make the arcade game a little bit easier than any other arcade games, uh, um, uh, similar to it. But whether or not it's a good thing or bad thing is up to you. But, um. So the arcade game actually has a lot in common with an earlier Capcom game from 1987 called Black Tiger. Uh, a lot of the same, you know, a lot of the same uh, elements and gameplay and whatnot were carried over in that game, like in this game. It obviously refined and refined better off. But not only, but not only Black Tiger, uh, Magic Sword also takes inspiration from a lot of other games. I think uh, you know this game. This game reminds me of numerous other games. Golden Axe it definitely has similarities too. Yep. Um, so. Uh, um, uh, so it also has similarities to some other, to some other like beat 'em up, uh, you, um, like like a, um, you know, like you know, Gauntlet maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's many other side-scrolling action games that it's similar to that I can't think of like right now. So. I was gonna say if you you can think of any side-scrolling action game where you scroll to the right and you end up with a boss, um, this is very much in that vein. <laughs> True. Uh, it's also very similar to another Capcom game, uh, Nights of the Round. It's just uh, um, uh. Um, the gameplay, the game, the gameplay for that is also very similar in this book too. But the premise is different enough. The one, you, so, so, the, the, so the unique things this game had, at least in the arcade, is that you know, one, multiple players. You could have like, I mean, I, um, you, you two players, uh, two players play together mm-hmm. uh, simultaneously, like on screen. Uh, two, you can get companions to companions to join you uh, to help you out on the screen, which is nice. And three. Um, there's actually, there's a tower that you have to climb in this game. So it's like, you know, it's not like typical, typical, like long stages. Right. The stages, the stages are actually like fairly short, which climb up, uh, short, 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 but it's a lot of them. 50, well, 51 altogether if you count the intro, the, um, um, uh, the, uh, yeah, the intro stage. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's actually, it's actually like fairly short. So the way the game's presented is a bit different than, a bit different than many of the games that, um, you know, time period at least. So, um, yeah, not yeah, not hard to yeah, not hard to understand why this game was popular. You know, it was popular like in the arcades. Um, but um, yeah, and spoiler, uh, I I did not finish the Super Nintendo version because I had beat the arcade version, <laughs> and I was burnt out by the time I got through with the Super uh, Nintendo. Understandable, version. yeah, the, yeah, um, but yeah, the, yeah, the are the same. So, so uh, one of the yeah. one of the things I was going to point out that's unique about the arcade game is the fact that there are multiple endings. Granted, it's only two. But, two endings, yes. Um, yeah, the good you end have the bad two end. endings depending on whether you embrace the black orb or you destroy it. And I did not know if that actually carried over to the SNES version or not. It did. But I yep. did. I did like that mechanic where, yep. Yep. you know, no matter how you fought on the way up the tower, like at that last moment on the tower after you defeat the boss, you have that chance to be like, you know what? I'm just going to rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, That's very. Yeah, that is very cool. Uh, we might as well just mention um, um, the, the plot of this game. The story behind it is like pretty, you know, pretty generic D and D fantasy as far as that goes. Uh, yeah. like, you know, there's this, uh, there's, 
there's a dark lord like named there's a dark dark lord like named Drogmar who lives in a tower, and he's um so he's like so he's like, so, like, so he's creating an he's creating an evil crystal known as a crystal like known as a black ore, uh, which would allow him to be able to rule the world forever. Uh, he's not quite ready yet. Uh, so your hero, um, you with the companions that you find, um, you have um, you know, decide to climb the tower. Uh, defeat him, and as Joe just mentioned, you have, at the very end of the game, you have the option of either destroying the Black Orb to save the world, uh, or if you want to, you can just keep the orb yourself and um, you rid the world yourself, like the Dark Lord, which yep. is very um, you know, nice feature uh, for sure. So, so the popularity of the game, it may, like it made sense, uh, made sense a home port, like a home port, like we get developed. Um, because they, uh, but for some reason, the Super NES, for some reason, the Super NES is the only system, the, the, the only system the game got ported to. Um, I never found any plans to release it to Genesis. Uh, somebody has in recent years uh, made a hack of the game on, on Genesis. Okay. Um, uh, you like Genesis, so you can play it that way now if you want to. Uh, but Super NES was the only Super NES was the only version of the game um, um, that came out for home for home release. Uh, March 1992 for Japan, April, uh, April 92 for North America. So very early Super NES release. As a result, the game does, as a result, the game just shows this shows some of the same typical early Super NES issues. You know, slow down, uh, whatever that you know that the. Um, um, you know, that many, that many, that, that, early, that many early Super NES games have, unfortunately. Mm. But um, obviously, being home port, things get stripped down a bit from the, like the arcade version in this game, and on on this game's no exception. Um, so the so like the major differences uh, is this one is that there's far few enemies on screen uh, because the Super NES can't handle as many enemies on screen. Right. But, um, like the arcade hardware okay, can do. Uh, there's a slowdown that, that I mentioned that I mentioned already. Yep. Um, one player only, unfortunately. The third, unfortunately, second player. The yep. second player was the second player ability was, like, was cut out. Um, but 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 beyond that, the but beyond that, the, the, um, everything else is here. You still have the companions, the weapons. You still have the basic gameplay. Um, the graphics, and music were downsized a little bit, of course. Uh, of course, fit in the fit in the system. Right. But all in all, this is a pretty. You know, I thought, uh, but but all in all, I thought this was a pretty like people. You know, favorite conversion as you would expect from Capcom, because Capcom, of course, was very good at making like uh, arcade ports on 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 systems, and I thought this game was like no exception. Yeah, no, I agree. This was a really good port, and this actually surprised me. What did you think about Visit Viz the the Super NES port uh, when it compares to the arcade version? I thought it was pretty faithful, you know, for what it could do. Um, right. I I knew it wasn't going to be able the second pl- the second player thing. I I feel like they could have done that. They could have for a later Super NES game. I think they did, but again, but again, this being an early Super NES game, they didn't they didn't bother with such things in like early games. Right, and I, I was gonna say once you start playing it and you get into the weeds, you realize that you know once too many enemies are on screen and you start to see that flicker and slow down, uh, you realize right away why they didn't do two players because if they had two players at that particular moment when you got the enemies flooding the screen, you know, with one, it's just that slow choppy you know flicker and everything else yep. if you had two on there it would be like hitting the slow-mo button times 10 <laughs> um i i can i mean i wouldn't be surprised if the game would crash you know what i mean um yeah. I, th- I think it would be that bad so i understand why they cut it out um that being said i actually really enjoyed the dynamic of the uh companions um, it's very fun, yep. you know, and they all have different abilities, which is fantastic. Uh, and of course, I wrote all those down. Um, I'm not going to go into it 
too much, but I will say. Yeah, go ahead and watch it because you know, because you know, this is a beer. I mean, like, I mean, we don't have a lot of a lot of things to talk about. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so please go ahead. <laughs> so you have the Amazon, who's uh, fast, but they have low firepower. Um, they fire like two consecutive crossbow bolts in a straight line. Um, leveling... As you level up the character, you're leveling up the companions also like increase their with the, uh, like I was playing increase their weapon. I think level H that the highest they can go. So is that, is it, that right? Yes, and it also okay. it depends on who the companion is on what it levels True. up. So with the Amazon, yep. it levels up the firepower. Um, then they have the big man. He's tough and very powerful, but he's also very slow. He throws a large axe that automatically returns in like a boomerang fashion. Um, and when you level him up, it increases his damage and speed. Um, then you have the knight. He's very tough and powerful, throws multiple spears in a spreading forward path. Leveling up increases his damage and number of spears thrown. I did see on quite a few uh, like facts and um, videos talking about this particular game that the knight was the way to go. Um, that was the favorite companion. I, I did not share that consensus. Um, we'll get mm. to mine um, as we go through this. Um, the Lizard Man uh, is tough and powerful. Throws multiple swords in a straight line. Kind of like the knight. Uh, leveling up increases the damage and number of swords thrown. Cool thing about the Lizard Man is, one, he's an enemy. And two, you can only recruit him when you're holding a diamond ring. Otherwise, he just attacks you and, you know, you have to treat him like a regular enemy. Um, he, in my opinion, is better than the knight. So if you were able to find the diamond ring, absolutely recruit the lizard man. And I think uh, because of the fact that he flies, um, he does a little better as far as covering most of the screen. Um, so he's definitely one of the priority companions. Uh, but my favorite is next. That's the ninja. He's fast, but weak. And has low firepower. He throws uh, multiple uh, sh shurikens in a spreading forward path. Um, his throwing stars will ricochet off of surfaces. That is important later on as you're climbing the tower. Uh, leveling up increases his firepower and his ability th um, to throw more um, shurikens. So um, this is this is the one that I use the most. Um, I leveled him up, and he was, at times, a, like, level-clearing uh, special ability. Even though you already have one of those, and it takes away from your life, we'll get to that. But the ninja was that without having to lose that life. Um, he, he was just incredible, and that ricocheting uh, ability was a lifesaver. Um, then the priest, he's uh, average, he's got some slow recharge, he fires three homing magical orbs and ca casts a protective barrier around himself. His attack does not, does increase damage um, against undead enemies. Leveling up increases uh, damage and protective barrier for the priest. Then we have the thief. He's weak with average firepower. Throws one or more bombs in a short forward arc. Can detect hidden chests and traps. Uh, requires the diamond ring to recruit. Leveling up increases firepower and number of bombs thrown. Uh, Thief is helpful because there's at least one hidden chest in every floor. Um, and then there are some hidden doors that will cause you to warp to different floors. Uh, so, yes. so the thief is helpful. Um, I just, 
you know, if you're that straightforward guy that's just going to go through uh, floor by floor anyways, stick with the ninja. But um, you'll see, if you take the time to play the game, you will realize that there are multiple, and I do mean multiple, I think there's actually too many opportunities to switch your companion just on one floor, never mind the entire game. Yes, true. Uh, so. And the last is the wizard, uh, and he has very high power, but obviously it's slow to recharge. He fires two or four uh, magical orbs, depending on recharge time, um, in a forward spiral. Orbs also create a circular barrier um, when charged, and then level up increases his damage and orb set. Yeah, thank you. Very good summary. Yeah. Uh, and, and all these characters did carry over Superman's version of the game, which is nice. Yes. Um, so... My thoughts, my, my thoughts are actually pretty close to yours. It's like you know, I think that the first half of the game, I, I, the first half of the game, the ninjas, the, the ninja, the ninjas, my favorite character to use, it's like the reasons you, for the reasons that you described. Yeah. Uh, the second half of the game, lizard, the lizard man, the lizard man, I agree is the best character. Yep. It's like if you can't, um, like if I can't get him, the knight's a very good, cl- um, uh, the knight's a very close second because yes. knight's because knight's also super badass. But the, the, but the knights don't show up until about like level thirty or whatnot. I think the knights definitely. Yeah. He's more like a yeah yeah he yeah yeah he's a late game companion. So he sort of like he wouldn't get a chance to recruit him until then. So, uh, yeah, if you can't get the lizard man because you don't have the item, the knights are very good backup. So, um, but uh, yeah, um, the, so the, like, like the original plan of the game during development, Capcom was going to have the um, you know, have the player of two allies. Uh, as opposed to just one, uh, but they had problems. Even the powerful, you know, CP hardware that the game was running on, they had problems getting into work records or correctly, correctly. They cut it down to like one, um, uh, on like one, uh, like one, um, one companion instead. And the secret doors, the secret doors, the warp points were the last thing added in the game. Apparently, like what I heard, um, there are there are seven secret doors altogether, like an arcade version. I think um, I think all seven are I think all seven are in the Superman's version as well too. I I, I didn't check that to confirm it, but I know Superman's version does have secret doors uh, present uh, present as well. Yeah. So I think they carried those over exactly. The Superman's version, however, does give you the advantage of picking starting level at the start of the game. You could pick a level to you have an option of several levels to start at the start of the game, going all the way up to about like level twenty five or something like that. It's about halfway through the tower. Uh, so. so you can either start at level one or as high as level thirty three. Thirty three, yes, that's what it is. Yep. So I like so yes, yeah, so I like that feature because like you know you can um, uh, be, like five you can jump ahead if you want to. Um, because there's no, there's, there's no, there's no stage selector or, or, or otherwise hitting beyond that. So, yeah. um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. So gameplay is pretty standard as far as the gameplay of this type goes. Um, you have, you, you have both a hip, a hip bar gauge and also a magic meter. Um, I, the only, the, the, my, my main complaint of the game is the hip, the, the, the hip point gauge. This is this one of those games where it's like you have to always be eating items because your, your, your health, your health slowly, your health slowly decreases in time. Right. Um, in lieu of having a timer, timer, which I, would, which I actually would prefer, as much as I hate timer at times in games, I would prefer a timer in the game as opposed to like oh, your health always decreasing like that because I really do, because I really, because I really do not like that system at all. Yeah. But, nope. um, um, but um, you can have up to um, there's uh, it, it's shown on screen as both a number and a bar. The, the bars indicate your current health. The number indicates how many bars and reserve you have on top of that. So it's like you can have a max of like five of like um, um, of like five sets of bars per se, mm. uh, like like full health. So and your um, um, and your companion your companion has health bars as well too. The magic bar is kind of like your power like, like your power attack. 
uh, depending upon how to, uh, depending upon how filled the, uh, filled, the magic, uh, filled the magic bar is depends upon what kind of attack you can do and how powerful it is. Uh, and again, like many games, if you just don't attack for uh, to attack for uh, attack and wait a few seconds uh, to build to build your gauge, um, you know, like um, you know, that's how you can. You know, that's how you can build it up to get the powerful attacks. You also you also can find items. There's the, there's a lot of items in this game. One that we're gonna mention. Uh, one, of the, one, of the items you, one of the items you can find gives you a timer for your magic for your magic bar. Where your magic bar is always filled up, uh, filled up. Then you deliver. Um, you end delivering most powerful attacks um, until that timer like runs out. Yep. So uh, that's that, that's a pretty interesting system. It does give some. Um, you know, you know, it, you know, it, it does not keep the gameplay fresh because of all the companions, the companions you can you have in the game. Because I don't, because, yeah, because I really don't think I really don't think any of the companions are horrible. I think they're all like pretty decent companions, yeah. and definitely it's possible to win the game to win the game like any of them. So I think like um, so that does offer some replayability that uh, uh, like this game, which otherwise probably wouldn't have it. Yeah, I agree. So you also can get uh, keys to unlock to unlock doors or whatnot, and you have to also find a certain key to unlock to, to unlock to unlock doors to, to unlock doors. To advance, to advance, to advance, the floor. Mm-hmm. In both the arcade and Super NES version, uh, you're like you're worth a point depending upon how you did on that floor, how quickly, how quickly you, you went through it, uh, the number of keys you found, that kind of stuff. And depending upon how well you did, um, depending upon how well you did, that also fills up your, the, um, the, the, um, you know, that also gives you like a health back. Yeah. So uh, the better you do, the more health you get, more health you gain. There's also there's also cute little messages that, that show up on screen, like the climbing up floors, which is nice. So um, you know, change the pace. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I uh, thought was very unique um, is that you can, depending on you know the floor that you defeat, you can get a, uh, a like a sword, a new sword. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you usually get those from, like bosses. Yeah, yeah. Bosses yeah. Like, so that yeah. was that was the next thing I was going to mention is that yeah. it's, it's so after a boss fight you end up getting these new swords. And you carry it, you know, throughout your adventure, but um, you can lose it, which I, I thought was a really True. nice mechanic yeah. where, you know, if you get hit, you drop that sword, you need to get that sword back. I don't know if there's a timer on it or not, because I didn't ever... I don't think, yeah, I don't think there is. Yeah, because you know, I didn't uh, ever lose but, one, but... Um, right. Yeah, I, I think that might have been maybe something to add into, like, at least the, uh, the port is, you know have it somewhat of a timer just because i feel like you know i didn't feel this game was very hard to begin with um and then of course once you get the swords and you know you get even more powerful um i just i just felt like if you had there was a consequence for losing it it just added you know a little bit more of a difficulty to the game without being unfair you know Sure. Yes, I do think this game is a little bit easier easier compared to most arcade games of the time period for for reasons for reasons we already talked about. The Super NES version is even easier, of course, because yeah. of the um, uh, because of the left enemies on the screen attacking you and whatever. But you know, but yeah, like it is what it is. So you know, really, the programmers the programmers did the best job I could with hardware the hardware hardware available at the time. I think you know, as far as the port goes. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, there's there's totally um, counting. Uh, count, yeah, counting also a um, uh, counting also Do- uh, Drukmore is there's sort of eight bosses in in the game, and the, and the, and the boss fights can be challenging at first. Like, on um, um, you don't know what to do. Once you, learn, you, know, once you learn the patterns and how to attack, like it becomes like a bit easier. So yeah. Um, oh, there's also you can also do full screen attacks uh, attacks uh, by any time you want to. Um, you know, at the cost of like a um, at the cost of a full. Uh, uh, 
uh, uh, HP bar. Yeah. Uh, uh, or you can also find a magical book, which allows you to do them like uh, on, on demand, like by penalty. Um, those those full screen attacks can be very handy, especially uh, handy, especially during boss fights. Um, yeah. So yeah. You know, but and whatnot. So um, yeah, for sure. So yeah. So the fact is that yes, the fact two endings and uh, two endings, like the fact is like different characters you can use to play the game does give this game some replayability value. It's it's not a very long game. It's like you know most um, most. Most playthroughs online, um, you average about an hour. So yeah. I mean, um, there's no there's no password in the uh, in this game. The, the game the game really need it. The, the, the ability to be able to warp ahead in the game either by game starts in Super Mario's version by picking your stage yeah. or by finding a secret door does allow you to skip ahead if you want to. You know that hour long that hour long gameplay is like you know fully going through the game without any uh, all, all all 51 floors yeah. like no doors whatever. So. Um, Typical lane for hack and slash games, so I uh, so I think it's like pretty good. Yeah. So um, graphics are very nice. I um, mean, you know, they're typical. You know, you you your typical quality for typical quality like for super uh, for early Super NES games. Uh, like we mentioned before, there is a downgrade from the arcade version, but it looks very nice. So um, I, I thought the graphics game like pretty good overall. I thought. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the characters, the characters, the character, the characters are big and detailed. Mm-hmm. The background, the backgrounds have lots of detail. Not like car, you know, like not like cars used, but you know, all things considered, like it looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, like you know, as far as like the arc, a port of the arcade, they did a really good job with this. Um, yeah, I, I think the graphics look fine. Um, like you said, it's an earlier Super Nintendo game, so you know, I can't uh, not get too much for how it looks because you know, yes, obviously things beyond this were gonna look better. Um, Knights of the Round comes to mind. Um, when it comes to like you know how the graphics could be better, um, but again, um, one of the one of the things I think that is fantastic with this game is the music. Um, yes, I think the music is fantastic. It's not. Um, it can get repetitive, but it's not like oh my god, I don't want to hear this again. Repetitive. <laughs> um, it's actually yes. welcomed. Um, I felt like the soundtrack has a castlevania undertone to it sure um and that alone you know that whenever i play castlevania half the reason um because i suck at those games uh half the reason i slog through them is because the music is so good it gets you pumped and you right. you, you want to play through it and it's the sure, same yeah, thing with yeah. this the the soundtrack yeah. is fantastic i could be dying left and right but that soundtrack is going to keep me going <laughs> yeah yeah, and again, it's the same music like the arcade version, uh, downgraded, of course, to Super NES hardware, but uh, hardware, 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 hardware. But, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the, the the game, the game, regardless of, regardless of arcade or Super NES, has very good music. Um, it was very good. Um, uh, they're very fitting. Sound effects in this game, I didn't care for all that much. That little that little grunt your character makes every now and then when he's yeah. attacked, um, I find annoying. But, um, but 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 yeah, the music in this game uh, makes up for it for sure. So I also wanted to mention the game. The game also the game also has very different backgrounds for the backgrounds like the floors. Mm. Uh, they're they're not uh, they're not they're not they're not cookie cut they're cookie cutters of each other. Uh, I, I, I I I do appreciate the very wide mix of backgrounds uh, for the floor. The, the one floor. Like one floor, like you're in space almost. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, so another floor, um, 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 another floor going through, um, another floor, another floor, like you're like in a, a magical hot room with like fire raging everywhere, mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 so the screen is a very like shimmery effect to it because of that. Um, yeah, the backgrounds in this game like very well done. Yeah, for sure. 
So like overall, um, as we mentioned before, this is a very good port, um, you know, the, um, the, um, uh, like the arcade game. I think this game, again, another game, another game that you compare this to is Final Fight because, I, because again, Capcom had to make sacrifices on Final Fight to get that game right. in the Super NES as well too. Like, you know, like, you know, one player only, uh, 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 reduced enemies, making the game easier. So again, you compare this game a lot to, um, again, so you, again, so you compare this conversion a lot to like Final Fight. Um, what a, would I like to have seen like an arcade perfect perfect version of arcade perfect perfect port of the game? Sure, but I think that uh, as mentioned, for this time period, uh, period in which the hardware the, the hardware and experience was what it was, I thought that, um, so. I thought overall this is a very good port of uh, the arcade version as we already talked about here. Um, anybody who enjoys hack and slash games definitely should check this out. But they have, uh, should check check this out like they haven't already um, they haven't already played it. Yeah, um, absolutely. The Super NES version has the Super NES version has the Super NES version has a version has, has never been like has never been like re-released. Uh, but um, uh, but as you mentioned, the the cap the, the arcade version of the game is like it um, um is commonly available. Yeah. Um, it, it was first available. It was first port. Um, it was first available on the Capcom Classic, Classic Collection remixed uh, like the PSP. Like and later on, uh, um, uh, Capcom Classic Collection Volume Two for the. Uh, like the PS2 and the Xbox, and then George mentioned uh, he has it on the Capcom Arcade Second Second Stadium uh, collection for the yep. Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. So uh, that's the most that version is currently available right now. So if you want to play this, play, 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 play this game, that's the you know that's the version to get for sure. So uh, it also was included. Uh, alongside of Final Fight Double Impact on uh, uh, um, uh, on the Xbox Live and the PSN uh, back in 2010. Yeah, and that allowed for uh, network multiplayer, which was yes, really it did. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had bought it for the PS3 um, when it had came out, and I I didn't even think about what it came with. Um, this was my first opportunity to, to buy an arcade perfect uh, Final Fight. Um, mm -hmm. So yep. that was the whole reason I jumped on it. Um, finding out that I got Magic Sword with it was just a bonus. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I played mostly, obviously, Final Fight. Um, and being able to play online was fantastic. Um, and, you know, like I said, I had played this, you know, MAME-wise, um, but I didn't even play it on that Double Impact uh, collection that I had, which is, you know, ridiculous. But, um, you know, whatever I powered that baby on i was looking to play some final fight not magic sword <laughs> <laughs> yeah they probably did this to that game like by now i'm, I'm sure i would assume so yeah yeah uh also no longer available i was surprised to learn there had been um there had been a mobile a mobile port of this game that, uh oh, like available 2008 so yeah that was probably like pretty rough <laughs> yeah i can imagine <laughs> but um, i'm sure i I'm, I'm sure i'm sure that version no longer available either um, you know given how long it's been right. so but um so um, yeah, so the yeah, so the so the arcade version, as I mentioned before, uh, um, 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 you you did very well. Um, Super NES version got more mixed reviews uh, for the same reasons we already talked about before. Most people, um, you know, a lot of people praised it as very praised as um, being like a very yeah a very fun game in its own right and a very good um um your very good your very good Super NES port, but. Um, but you, know, of course, there were the issues about like you know the slowdown, the conversion, whatever. The same, uh, you know, the same issues. The same issues. The same issues that we were talked about. Uh, Nintendo Power back in the day gave the Super NES version a fourteen, uh, a fourteen out of twenty. Um, you know, um, yeah, um, yeah, but, um, 
I'd like an example. Aggravator has the Aggravator has the game written score for the, the Super NES port is a 64%, which I think is a bit low personally, but yeah. um, so but um, yeah, the arcade version, however, is commonly available these days. Super NES, the Super NES version is good if you want to play it that way, but with the arcade version being so cheaply available uh, these days, uh, that, uh, you know, the arcade version of the game is obviously the, uh, um, obviously the way to play. Agreed. Um, but this game. This game, yeah, but this game I think is still pretty fun to play today. I think even still very like, you know, it's still very, uh, fairly fairly easy but fun, uh, but fun hack slash game with enough, um, with enough variety with weapons and characters and whatnot to keep it like coming back more uh, like for a while. I think so. I think uh, so. I think this is one of those. Uh, so I think this is one of the rare '90s arcade games that's still you know, um, so the you know the show just the show, the show just much fun to play today. Uh, like it was back then. For sure. Um, anything, um, anything you just want to say about the game, Joe, before like, uh, I finish up here? No, just that, uh, you know, I mirror what you said, and I absolutely suggest, you know, if you're a hack and slash fan, uh, you should definitely check this out. I think you, you'll find some fun in it. Oh, yeah, definitely, like, for sure. Um, besides the game having an option mode, uh, besides the game having an option mode in it, which allows you to, like, your difficulty level, uh, um, uh, like, these normal hard, or, or they remap the controller. You can also access a hidden additional option menu, which, uh, option, which would let you do even more options of the game. Uh, to do that, uh, to do that uh, on the option screen, uh, uh, put, uh, put the cursor on exit, and then, like, then hold L, R, and start, uh, uh, like curl 2, and then while holding down those buttons, exit uh, the option screen on curl 1, and now bring up a new option screen, which allows you, which allows you to bring up more options of the game. So... Were you able to get that working? Yes, I did. Okay, because I tried it, and for some reason, I I don't know, I couldn't get it to work. So I was wondering if that maybe that was an error. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's touchy. You have to like do it exactly right. So, okay. um, I think that's. Uh, but, um, uh, uh, but yeah, that's the only that that's yeah that's the only code or trick I found like this game. So, yeah. Um, the game is actually somewhat expensive on eBay, um, probably because of the fact um, um, maybe it didn't have a big run, maybe maybe um, so maybe just because it's a very popular game still. But mm. um, this is this is definitely a bit more pricier as far as Super NES games go. I thought uh, commonly available, uh, 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 fifty nine copies listed to, on, on eBay at the time of doing research. Uh, Forty uh, of them, uh, them, like recently sold. Uh, cart prices, these prices include shipping. Cart prices range from $21 to $23. So, a little bit more pricier than your average Super NES game. Uh, CIB pricing the same way, uh, same way anywhere from $112 to like $181. So, a little bit more expensive to get for your collection, like you want it that way, but not like... Uh, yeah, but not like outrageous. I don't think. I think like um, it, um, it, it's affordable. It's just a bit pricier than a usual Super NES game. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, and then the um, how much you say for the uh, Capcom collection, Joe? Uh, so I don't know if it's still on sale, but the uh, Stadium Two collection was thirty, and the uh, first collection was twenty. How many games like were in that? Oh, let's see. Oh, okay. Never mind. I looked it up. Thirty-two games. Okay, there so, we go. Uh, that's less than yeah. You know, that's less than dollar a game. So that's like like pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, actually, I'll check this out myself then because looking at the list here, this is like a you know you know this is like a great list of like arcade games. But you've got play play of all the nineteen XX games here. Yep. You've got the uh, uh, Bionic Commando, uh, which kind of sucks at arcade. I, I think. Uh, 
Commandos, Commandos, Commandos are a great game. Ghost and Goblins, Ghouls and Goblins, Trojan, Strider, Strider of Street Fighter 2, Mercs, uh, Final Fight, Dynasty Warrior Wars, Giga Wing, Street Fighter 2. Yep. Uh, Warriors of Fate. Yeah, this is a great collection. Yeah, and uh, the second one also has 32 uh, titles as well. Hmm. And. Um... Oh yeah, that's just like Collection 1, but yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Pretty much, if you want uh, all the heavy hitters for Capcom fighting games, you get them between these two collections. You got right. all your Street Fighters, you got um, all the uh, Night Stalker games, or Dark Savior. Um, they have, I think Pocket Fighter was one of the ones that's in there. Mega Man 1 and 2, the fighting games. Yep, here, the Mega Man 1 so. and 2 fighting games. So, um, yeah, they definitely did a really good job as far as yeah. what games they uh Black Tiger, got the game through. which inspired uh, Black Tiger, the game which inspired this game, Magic Sword, is also available on the second collection too. Yes. So um Oh, they also have wrestling game here, Saturday Night Slam Masters. More of a fighting game, but yeah, it's yeah. Saturday Night Slam Masters. Which is uh, a fantastic okay. game. Cool. <laughs> Alright, awesome. Alright then. Well I'm well I'm glad this game's commonly available. But, uh, um I think it's definitely worth um you're definitely worth it. But uh, all right, everybody. Uh, appreciate you being here as always. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you for giving us um, uh, like here every day. If you want to give us feedback, we have a Facebook page, or you can also send me an email directly to the SNS Podcast at yahoo.com. Joe, how can they reach you at? You can find me on Twitter at J O E S U X 30. Plus, I have a very public Facebook. Um, and also the Radical Richer Roundup. Check it out. Yes, you're doing some good stuff over there. Some weird stuff, but some good stuff. But um, so yeah, uh, before before the podcast, Joe and I, Joe and I, Joe and I hashed out a list of games to cover the podcast coming up. Uh, we actually we actually have a list of games ready to go all the way up through October. So uh, we have most of the year planned out now, which is which is good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'm not going to have the whole list here because of course changes to. to um, a uh, change will be happen uh, depending upon things, but you know, like I mentioned before, the, like I mentioned the podcast, if somebody has a game, there's, there's a game they want us to cover. Uh, we definitely more than happy to bump it up, uh, to accommodate you and bump up the list for you. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but uh, having said that, we have a pretty good mix here of games, I think. Like you know, some you know some popular games, like some obscure games, some probably bad games, um, you know, and games I've never even heard of. Uh, <laughs> which, of course, with libraries big super money, has that's to be expected. That's right. one of the reasons you know, it's one of the reasons to do this podcast. So. So um, we decided next time to cover uh, a pick from Joe. Uh, he wants to cover the Power Ranger trilogy, uh, which I never have played uh, because you were a Power Ranger fan growing up as a kid, Joe, right? I mean, I was a teenager and probably shouldn't have been watching Power Rangers, to be honest. Oh, okay. But also, because, um, you know, I'm like 14, 15 by the time this yeah. comes out. Um, but to be fair, yes, I mean, I loved it. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, had just been introduced to anime. So I was big into, uh, Mm -hmm. Japanese culture and getting into all that. So like, you know, the Sentai shows coming over and being the Power Rangers, that's what hooked me more than anything else. Right. Um, Makes sense. And of course, you know, I, I never grew up, so the toys were awesome and I bought all the toys and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And the show's still around today. So. And the show is still <laughs> around today, which is crazy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so this is what I call the Power Rangers trilogy. It is, um, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the game, uh, then Mar- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the fighting game, and then Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie game. 
So, so four um, games all together, if I have counted correctly? Nope, three. It's three. Three games. Okay, yep. all right, yeah, okay. That's why it's right. that's why it's the Power Rangers trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh this will be fun because uh, I definitely um I seek these out specifically because I had the Genesis version, which we didn't get any cool side scrolling beat 'em ups. We only got a fighting game. Uh okay. so I'll I'll talk about that on the podcast as well. But um yeah. Um th- this will be fun. For sure. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Um, like I said, I have no experience at all with the show. I have, uh, um, um, well, I, well, sorry, I, uh, I have no experience at all with the, like these games. I, I have very, I, I have very little exposure to the show. Just okay. like, you know, bits and pieces, bits and pieces here and there. I was going to say, you got to watch at least one episode of the original show if you haven't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> it's pretty corny, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll get to that next time. So, uh, I'll tune in for that. Uh, as always, we appreciate everybody out there uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, hope to hear from you guys soon. Uh, hope, you hope everybody out there like stay safe, be well, okay? And we'll catch you again next time. Stay warm. Later. Bye. Yep. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Team Pong. <laughs>